Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're You're listening listening to Mighty House. I'm Ron Calgill. The Mighty House team is back. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Mr. Floor and Maggie Rad. That's M-A-G hyphen E-R-A-D. We're broadcasting worldwide and live, MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And, of course, you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor Helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. Hey, Elliot, can you just give me a little a scotch more on the, on the volume over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah see? Yeah, keep talking. Oh, yeah, see? There we go. All right. Much better. That's it. There we go. That's strange. I'm only getting now. Give me a little, a little twist on the top of that, on the, on the top where the wires go in. Yeah. Oh, there. Perfect. Right there. Good. Okay. All right. All right. Now we're good. So we can't see Elliot. I can't. Oh. Well, that? it doesn't mean he's not on Facebook. I'm only using the Zoom. Ah. I'm, I'm looking extremely handsome today, Rich. Yeah. Just awesome. so you know. <laughs> Thank you, Elliot. No problem. <laughs> and Ron's still recovering because he he let me actually like like I touched. A button here to try to turn down my volume, and I screwed everything up apparently. So, to, to, to the folks on the radio, this is probably the last time you'll hear from me. Uh, no, 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 no. It's all good, brother. So, Elliot Richardson, SPAC, uh, give us a quick rundown. What's the SPC all about? Yeah, so the Small Business Advocacy Council uh, is a nonpartisan group laser focused on empowering the small business community, making Illinois a better place to own and operate a business, uh, working you know, across uh, the, the, the aisle with both parties on good policy. We've got enough bad politics yep. on a local, state, and national level, so we're working on good policy to help small business owners and everybody who relies on a small business. Excellent. Excellent. So- it's not a conservative group. It's not a liberal group. It's not a anything group. It, it, it's, a, it's 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 a business group. And well, it's actually an amazing group, and it's because of our members. Yeah. Uh, it's because of people like you who, who give us a forum, Ron. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, when you look at the politics of the people in the SBAC, they may feel differently, and they do about a lot of uh, a lot of issues. But when it comes to small business, when it comes to improving the economy, when it comes to changing the narrative here in the state. Um, let's grow our way out of the fiscal issues that Illinois has. They come together. It, it's really wonderful to see. And remember, I mean, there's 60, 70 percent of us running down the center of the field who yep. just want to see things change yep. uh, and really aren't interested in a lot of the nonsense. It's interesting, sure. um, but it doesn't help people. Right. Um, and, that's and, what this group's about. And I would invite anybody to, that is, thinks that that is not right to go to a policy meeting Absolutely. for the SBAC and, and see how that operates See the different voices that are that speak. Everybody's got a voice there, uh, and and it comes down to coming up with great policy. So you know, we go to Springfield. We were just there. We had yeah. about twenty five members. 
different political persuasions. We walk into the governor's office. We have a good meeting with the governor. Then we walk into the Senate Majority Leader's office. Um, you know, uh, Senator Brady, we have a great meeting there as well. Um, so we're able to, then we go to the Lieutenant Governor's office, have a wonderful meeting there. Then we talk to Republican lawmakers because it's all about policy. And yep. this state needs good policy. Yep, exactly. So, uh, and that's what the SBAC is all about. So, sbacil.org for more information. Check them out. If you're in small business, make sure you uh, go check them out. It's a great organization to support. Was it last week or the week before we were talking about people starting their own business? And Ron said one of the very first things he did was join the SBAC, go to classes, learn how to run his own business. So I know that you do a lot of things for policy, but you also help people who don't know how to start their own business. Yeah, we, And Ron touts that all the time. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, look, at we're trying to help entrepreneurs looking at starting a business. We have a lot of policies that are driven. We also have a 501c3 that focuses on that as well. And, you know, that's empowering the small business community. We, we, we procure benefits um, because of our critical mass for our members and for our coalition partners. And it's all about creating an ecosystem uh, where we help one another because you hear politicians say it all the time. Small businesses are the engine that drive the economy. Um, we didn't really see that in action. That's what prompted <laughs> us. Remember those yeah, yeah. early meetings, Ron? Oh, yeah. um, that's what prompted us to start those meetings, uh, to start the SBAC. I mean, I think one of our earliest meetings, um, we went and we met with Representative Sente mm -hmm. um, out in in the northwestern suburbs. Uh, you know, she, she's she's no she retired. She's on our board now. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's really a tremendous place to just come together and advocate as a group. It's, it's a, it's a, and everybody's got the same goal in mind. It, they do. It, it's just to make, make your business run smoother. Oh, did you just start open a beer, Rich? <laughs> or did you get a text message? I got a text, no. but I actually like that one because it's, I do too. Me going deaf, it's the only, uh, <laughs> one, you can one hear. I hear on no matter what. <laughs> so what's this? Uh, you, you just sent out a, uh, an action call last night. For uh, a new bill that's that, that's floating around in Springfield, explain what that's all about. Right, and I would actually it, it ties right into this entrepreneurial stuff. Well, wouldn't I would expect Rich to wait to pop the bear until we start talking about <laughs> yeah. this? You need the frustration level to kick in a little bit, Rich. Uh, I um I, I it's it's gotten easy for me now. I'm uh, I give up on you guys. <laughs> thank you, Rich. Thank you. As thank soon you. as the whole state went Democrat, I knew you were. It's you're in a downward spiral. <laughs> All right, so that's that's not consistent with our nonpartisan message, sure. but I do appreciate. No, no, I agree with you. It, well, that's your message. Mine I was know. I left. I know, I know. <laughs> um, so, and I do want to reserve thirty seconds to talk about that, please, before we're done and sure. changing the narrative here sure. in Illinois. Um, this is a little. This is frustrating for us right now. I mean, we we, we have uh, been instrumental in pushing a bill. That would make it easier uh, to start a business because it would cause, not cause, it would allow state legislators to review new occupational licenses. So occupational licenses are these things that you have to get if you want to start certain businesses in the state of Illinois. And some occupational licenses are very, very important to protect the health and safety of our citizens. And some are simply relatively ridiculous. Um, Could, so I don't know. Um, what is it? Like a... 
hairdresser's license or something? To be a barber yeah. in the state of Illinois, you need 1,500 hours of education. Wow. And you know, you can't you can't just do <laughs> that. My edu- barber doesn't need 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I no. know, but this always goes back to the same thing. But to be a general contractor, all you got to do is Pay 50 get a bucks. magnetic sign for the side of your truck. Yeah. It's, it is very inconsistent. And it's very frustrating. And, you know, when you look at at at-risk communities, economically challenged communities that want folks to start businesses, when you create barriers like this, I mean, you don't just get the education, you have to pay for it. Um, And there's, there's, there's so many of these occupational licenses out there. And then other licenses as well. We drafted legislation that basically said, listen, allow a legislator to have an independent body do a review of a proposed occupational license so that if a special interest group comes in and wants to protect our turf and says, man, we really, really need this license, somebody could do that and report back to the legislature. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that is modest compared to the occupational reforms that we need that moved out of the Senate 55 to nothing. Excellent. Nonpartisan. It's stalled in the House. Really? It is. And, and ask me why. Oh, uh, why? 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 No idea. <laughs> um, absolutely no well, idea. Well, that was a hell of an interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, and ultimately, we've sent out an action call saying, contact your house member, your house member, get them to co-sponsor this bill so that we can move this thing. Right. Um, and, it's, and it's on our Facebook page right after Rich gets his next text message. And... Go to go to our Facebook page. Volume down. There's a link there to uh, to this uh, action call you've got on on there. Uh, is. I've got it on Facebook. It's probably on your page also, it the is. SBAC page. Uh, so just check out Mighty House uh, on Facebook, and you'll be able to find it there. You can also find it on our Twitter page at Mighty House also. And it matters, and this is why it matters. Think about your own day, right? I mean, you've got 50 things to do in a day, and maybe you get to 40 of them. Well, legislators are no bit no different. You know, when you're when you're getting ready for bed and you're like, oh my God, I forgot to do A, B, C, D, and E. Yep. It's gotta be on their mind. They yep. gotta hear from their constituents. And this is just the start in terms of occupational licensing. If we wanna l- unleash entrepreneurs in this state and grow our way Wait. out of the fiscal challenges that we've got, this is revenue neutral. The, I mean, allow people to go start businesses. Yeah, remove the restraints. Absolutely. All right. Hang on, can hang out? Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with more Elliot Richardson, SBACIL.org for more. We'll be back right after this. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Why? Why must life be so hard? Why must I fail in every attempt at masonry? <laughs> It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now. I laugh every time. And the load-bearing wall. I laugh every time. And you might want to keep that there. It's a load-bearing wall. Load-bearing poster. Oh, I'm sorry. Load-bearing poster. Follow us on Facebook. Look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Or you can find us on Twitter. Just go to Mighty House Radio Show. You can also give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at mrfloor.com. And if somebody wanted a newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? 
you go to MightyHouse.net, click on the Contact Us page, just put in your first and last name, scroll on down towards the bottom there, and click on Boom Done. Over by there? Over by there. Excellent. All right. Nice. Elliot Richardson, S-B-A-C, S-B-A-C-I-L for more, uh, S-B-A-C-I-L dot org for more information. And uh, so you guys are working on this bill. This, this is the one you guys have got a good push on right now. What's that bill number? That bill number is on my sheet. It's H-R- 1043. 1043? Yes. Okay. And and again, that's to uh, help entrepreneurs get their licensing uh, and, and remove some of the restrictions on getting that. Now, go that, ahead. I'm sorry. That's a how, that, that's a federal bill that we're working on that okay. I just gave you. It's actually SB 1756. Okay. That, I was going to say, because it started in the Senate, right? It did. It did. So it's an SB. You got okay. it. Yes. I, I am learning. No, absolutely. <laughs> You're learning. right. You looked at me. You looked at me just strangely enough for uh, me to go look at my notes again. Yeah, so and thank double you. Double checking it. Yes. Okay. And uh, so that's that's one uh, one piece of the puzzle you guys are working on. And I mean, it just it seems strange that some of the licensing in the state, like for for a hairdressing, and they need fifteen hundred hours, and then someone can walk in and do the the electrical work in your house and not need a license at all. There is no state license for electrical work. There is no state license for general contractors, and yet it's you need one to to cut somebody's hair. Now I'm not, I don't have a problem with that issue. So who cares? Well, who cuts the haircut hair? part, you right? Don't. Exactly. Yes, there, I, I can see where there might be an issue that somebody that's not trained does it. But do you really need fifteen hundred hours? No, I mean, look at what, what we're really looking to, to do with the occupational licensing is is basically in licensing in general is just bring some common sense to this. So yep. entrepreneurs, so people who want to start businesses can do that. Um, look at some of the occupational licenses on the books and see what can be reduced. And that's just one piece of one piece of of what we're working on overall uh, to try to improve the economy. Okay, uh, let's go to the phones. Who do you got there, Fresh Meat? So we got Jeff from Nachi's got a question or comment on the bill that was just Oh, sure. Said. Go ahead. Hey, Jeff, you're on Mighty House. Thanks for hanging on. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to get rid of licenses altogether on some stuff or just make the requirements less? Um, so the first thing we're doing is the, the first bill that we've got, Jeff, only applies to new licenses. So if somebody came in and wanted to propose a new license, what we would do, it's called Sunrise, the Sunrise Review Act, is before it gets enacted, let's have an independent uh, organization do a study to see is it necessary and if it is, what's the least restrictive way to get this license on the book to not create a barrier for entrepreneurs. So if somebody came in and said, I want to, uh, you need a light state license to walk dogs. Right. Then before it, 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 it passes, then they're going to do a review. Do you really need a license to walk dogs? That's right. And if you do, what's the okay. least, what's the least <clears throat> restrictive way to do that? Now, I mean, look, look at licenses are important in a lot of different ways. I mm-hmm. mean, you want your, you want your dentist to be licensed. I mean, you want lots of people to be licenses, licensed. What you don't want is a license to be a way to keep people out of a profession who really need to start. So yep. that, that's the aim of this particular legislation. Okay, because our, our Home Inspector Act sunsets in 2022, and we're actually trying to make sure that it gets re, <clears throat> reinstated. No, well, Believe it or not, there's somebody in there that thinks it's a, a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and that's, why, that's why, you know, it's got to be industry-specific. And, and I have looked at the list, and I saw home inspectors on that list. And then it's just got to make sense. And, mm-hmm. and that's, the, that's the most important thing about anything that we're doing here that impacts entrepreneurs. 
Excellent. So to answer your question there, Jeff? If it doesn't, if, 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 if we don't get it re-up for another 10 years, that means Robbie could go be a home inspector. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I that, wouldn't be a very good one. <laughs> sure you would. Uh, you exactly. don't like you don't like the color. You don't like these cabinets. You don't you know you don't like this. That's not a home inspector. No, but you could go. You could just go in and say that, right? That wouldn't matter. All right. So, Mr. Elliot, I'm going to send you an email probably next day or two. That okay. would that would be great. Thank you so much, Jeff. All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Thanks. All right. And uh, okay, your email and information again. Yeah, my email is Elliot E L L I O T at s b a c i l dot org. Is this your full time job? Uh, no. Amazing. And that it? is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is, I, I do this on a volunteer basis. How? Um, you, everybody spend does though, isn't it? So Ever- many hours but doing this. We, we have an incredible, incredible crew of volunteers, and they do such a wonderful job. I mean, these are people that passionately believe in making Illinois a better place to do business, making the city of Chicago a better place to do business. And we're getting a ton of traction. I mean, a lot's going on with the city of Chicago, with the new mayor. Um, and you know, we're very excited. A lot of the things we've been working for, for a long time and making noise about what the city of Chicago well, looks and, like. And now you were, you said you were on the transition team or a part of that or how, well, what was that uh, deal for the mayor? So we were on the good, I was on the good governance, uh, transition committee. So there were okay. several different transition committees. And for a long time, you've heard us talk about the fact, like you need city council approval to hang a simple sign. Uh-huh. Over yes. your business, yes, the right? Sign over your business, <laughs> right? 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 Well, you know what? I think we may be able to do something about that now. Um, aldermanic prerogative—you hear a lot about that. You know, how does a small business owner that wants to put up a small sign that doesn't protrude over their business more than twelve inches navigate? You know, get their alderman on board. Have to go through city council. Well, there's going to be. And it, re- takes, it takes complete city approval. That it gets, city council. The city council yeah. has to approve the entire thing. And, and time. And time. Yeah. You know, aldermanic prerogative is going to be curbed according to the mayor elect. Uh, and that's very, very exciting. And that's going to make small business owners feel more confident about doing business or in welcome. the city of Chicago, more welcome, more <laughs> confident. Let's grow our business. So there's a lot of good things going on on the city level. I mean, we'll come back and talk, I hope, in a year, but I'm optimistic right now after sitting in those meetings and talking to folks about reforms that can be made in Chicago that make sense, that isn't business as usual. <clears throat> um, yeah, yep. well, a- and use, I don't do a lot of commercial, but when we do in Chicago, the first thing I tell them is go get your, go get your sign done. Before Absolutely. we do anything else, but building permits, start out, start working on your sign now. Right. It's going to take that long. Yes. And yeah. then you, we're usually up and running before the sign actually gets put up. And that's the problem. Yeah. If you're opening a business and nobody knows you exist because uh, your sign isn't up, how are you going to draw business in? Yeah. So these are positive things. On a federal level, we're working on the employee... Well, I'm not going to say the whole name of the bill. I'd have to read it. <laughs> but essentially, we want small business owners to be able to pay off a little bit over $5,000 of their employees' student debt tax-free to, the, to, to their employee and take a deduction on that, just like very large businesses can do because they can afford that. Mm-hmm. That's going to tackle a $1.5 trillion student debt crisis and allow small businesses to retain talent and to attract talent in this very, very difficult job market for employers to try so to find... where's that line right now? So for a business, can help pay towards and get the write-off, but... Where's that cutoff? No, no, no. Right now, a business. Yeah, you look at you can help pay down your student, your your employee's student debt by paying them more. Oh, but that's taxable. Got number it, one for it, the it. employee, and there's no deduction for the employer. So instead, look at a lot of young folks would rather have money 
uh, spent to help them pay down their student debt than put into a 401k right now. Sure. It's just, it's a cash flow issue. Um, they're paying a ton of interest. I on just give them a new loans. title and it don't cost you anything. <laughs> we <laughs> talked <laughs> about that earlier. <laughs> okay. So probably not. If that works for you on retention, that, right. that's awesome. But, um, you know, look at if, if you're a lawyer and you're fighting against big firms trying to keep talent, oh, there you right? Go. If you're, if you're, uh, in construction and you want to attract an engineer, or somebody over to you, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got to be able to compete. Right, so and bigger businesses can say, hey, look, we'll, we'll pay down your student loan. Absolutely. Smaller Absolutely. businesses don't have the capital to do that. Right. So, so we could say to an employee, instead of a 401k uh, contribution that we would make, um, would you like us to put some of this toward your student debt, and we would get the same benefits, essentially. Yeah. I mean, this is there's 127 co-sponsors of this in the House. It is ridiculously bipartisan. Um, in a good way. I'm using ridiculously. Yeah. Let's get the thing passed. Like, sure. Let's move some of this good policy to empower small businesses. Um, we've got a tax credit that we're fighting for right now in uh, the Illinois House. It's the $2,500 tax credit for hiring a new employee that expired in 2016 that hasn't been brought back. When you look at these very large, very large tax credits that go to big companies that are not always transparent, Um you know what? How about empowering small businesses to hire net new jobs in two years? That tax credit is net neutral. Wow! After that, the the, the state is generating income. Sure. Um, that's that's good economic policy, and that's good for small businesses, and that sparks the economy. Now I'll take a breath. Okay. Um, but that's just <laughs> some of the stuff that we're working on. Right. And, and uh, again, sbacil.org for more information and, and uh, find out what's going on. Now, we've been talking a lot about policy here, but uh, the SBAC does a lot more than that. Uh, there's networking. There's this thing where you guys go out and hit this white balls across fields. I, I'm not sure what that, what that, like a golf outing or something? There is a golf yeah. outing. There's a golf outing that's coming in. And actually, I... I We've got a lot of, it's going real well. A yeah. lot of people are signing up and yeah, it's that little white ball. I don't like hitting it either, <laughs> but apparently people love to spend a day yeah. hitting a little white ball and, and then chasing walking it around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, making no sense to me. That's in July. Uh, the date is on our website. I never come in here and I should ready to, t- I'm always like all amped up on policy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that would be a wonderful, you know, look at golf and support the small business community at the same time. Sure. And then, but that's one, that's like a, a big event. You've got several large events, but then there's smaller events going on every week. The, you, you have just local stuff. How like, many w- events do you go to? Because I want to get back to the whole personal thing of you have a full-time job. How many events do you go to a week? Uh, not nearly as many as I used to. I Meetings, spend, events, I, I spend, everything. I spend a lot more time on policy. Um, but you're still working. That. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. So, um, but we have people at these events. We have pitch sessions. We have advocacy, di- you know, we've got our advocacy award dinner. Um, but yeah, we've got meetings all over. And, and networking it, meetings. So network. you can meet with other people. It, there's no pressure. You just show up. You can chat, you know, meet with other people and uh, and, and kind of get your message out, especially if you're uh, a, a new startup business and you want to get to some meetings and, and get your name out there. It's a great way to, to, to start getting your name out there it and, is. and meet people. It is. And, and a lot of the people are, are you know, it's, it's, it's mission-driven networking. There's a purpose to it. You know, people still want to make the state better, yep. but they're doing business with one another, and that's very exciting. Excellent. All right. Hang on. You got We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. You are listening to 
Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Lisa and I built your room. But I don't like this clown. Uh, I wouldn't take it down if I were you. It's a load-bearing poster. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Mr. Floor and Maggie Rad. That's M-A-G hyphen E-R-A-D. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. New kitchen, new bath, new addition. The brand new Niles Design District has everything you need to renovate your home. Nearly 10 home improvement businesses offering expert advice, competitive pricing, and superior products on Milwaukee Avenue. So check them out at a uh, NilesDesignDistrict.com, and you can also go to the Niles, uh, the Village of Niles website and, and find it right there. Niles, yes, Robbie. Only when you're done. Okay. Give us a call at the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. Again, 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And I told Elliot to hang out. I know we're going to go ahead and take all the calls that we normally been, uh, we've been pushing off. But if you want to give us a call, go ahead and do so. And Elliot's still here if you've got a business question. And in general about small business and starting something. Yes, Robbie. Great community we have. Mr. Floor is listening, and he says, Elliot, great to see you. <laughs> Thank you to Mr. Floor. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And and you, you guys, uh, the SBAC, they work with other business organizations, chambers of commerce. You guys kind of like are, are trying to bring everybody together. We are. To, and, and supporting this. And like we said earlier... It is all volunteer, but you have a, a staff also, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. We ha- we've got three uh, three people on staff, um, and you know we're we're, we're looks like we're going to be expanding in terms of you know we're we're doing a lot of really good things. And you're right, our power comes from critical mass, um, and that comes from our chamber and coalition partners. We run the ball right down the center of the field. Yep. Uh, I think people know that, so they're they're okay. Um, working with us and helping us help their members, which is a benefit to other chamber and business organization members. Sure. And then that critical mass helps us be heard. It gives us a voice and a seat at the table. Yep. And that is so important. Well, and, and uh, just uh, like I'll give an example with, with NARI, the local association that, that we're here for, the Remodelers Association, mm-hmm. can't really afford to have a, uh, a lobbyist and, and do all the you know stuff that you guys are doing in Springfield. But with the help of the SBAC, now they've got uh, they've got a hand down there that, that one they know what's going on, and two if there's something happening there you know that within our field we can come back to you for additional help and help bring that back together and 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 it's supporting each other right and, and we tell our local organizations and larger and, and trade organizations please take credit when we when we lower LLC fees like we did. Um, when we do things that help small businesses and the whole small business community, we can't do that without our coalition partners. Without that critical mass, we don't have that voice, and they should tell their members that. So, you know, that's an added benefit mm-hmm. of being in a chamber of commerce or being in a trade organization. You're making real policy changes. I mean, if you're a chamber and you've got somebody in real estate in your chamber and they've got three LLCs, yeah, 
all three of those LLCs went from 250 renewal mm-hmm. to 75 renewal. Yeah. I mean, that that probably pays for the chamber membership and then some. Oh, yeah. And, and that that business organization made it happen. Yep, exactly. All right, let's go to the phones. And uh, who do you got there, Fresh Meat? Uh, we got Al from Rosemont. Licensing question. Oh, hey, Al, you're on Mighty House. Hi, Al. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I, I've actually had a comment regarding uh, licenses. Uh, my, personally, I feel that home inspectors should be de-licensed. Okay. The HVAC uh, industry needs to be licensed uh-huh. um, and for, for assorted reasons. Uh, I'm a licensed plumber. I go behind home inspectors all the time, and the plumbing is so shallow, uh, it's really not worth uh, licenses. But the license barrier is a uh, barrier to entry. Sure. And, it's, and I just want to say one more real quick. Sure. Uh, the uh, SBA, uh, the loan and lending for small business. I had to destroy 10 credit cards to get my engine going. <laughs> wow. so how do we how do we walk up to a, uh, uh, a SBAC and say, hey, we want a small business loan? Well, we had to destroy everything to get going. There you and go. That's my only question. All right. Hang on. All right. So two things. One thing, let's talk about the SBA and the SBAC. So we're two separate organizations. So we don't have anything to do with the SBA, which is a government organization that loans business, something people should know about, right. um, especially folks who, who are building or, or want a loan. They can help you get loans. But uh, the SBAC is something a little bit different. Well, we're, we're totally different. Sure. So that's the first thing. But I would agree that, that we have to make it easier for folks to gain access to capital. Yep. That's why we push things like interstate equity crowdfunding. Um, that's why we're trying to educate people about the different options that are out there if they want to get lending. Um, you know, it is a difficult, it's still difficult on, sure. that, on that aspect with respect to right. the licensing. Well, and in, 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 uh, Al, you said you're a plumber? Yeah, he's the that, licensed plumber. That's a, that's a, that's a huge the, lift. The, the Illinois Department of Public Health apprenticeship yeah. program that takes four years and a thousand right. hours on a truck, yep. which I think to go to that, and I'm just going to say this about plumbing, to go to take that test and find out that's a test that you can pass in six weeks. <laughs> Why did they take you through all of that to be a plumber? Well, well so, can I comment uh, on Sure, that? go ahead. That's a great point, and that's why if there's going to be occupational licenses, let's have a real discussion about the least restrictive way um, for those licenses in general to be implemented. And in terms of, you know, who should or should not be licensed, it's a great question. And again, that's why having an independent party assess who should or should not be licensed. I can't give you a reasoned answer on that. You know, I don't know. I I just don't know the difference between, you know, what I I think a lot of, a lot of what faces everybody in the licensing, whether it's uh, the union electricians, plumbers, licensed plumbers, roofers, whatever. There was a time when, you know, everybody was, would go into the trades. So the unions and the trades actually protected themselves with their apprenticeship programs by only allowing so many to come in. And, I think the reason why now it becomes such a burden is that we have such a shorter of, shortage of skilled labor that it's it's almost necessary to remove the barriers just to stimulate it. Right. And uh, the other side, like Al said, too, is I, all, uh, Robbie right now could become a licensed HVAC yes, contract. Yeah, need, 50 bucks online, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 50 bucks and have, a, have a, an actual uh, address. Right. Physical address. You can't use a P.O. box. Same thing with an electri- electrical. You don't even need that. In downstate, around here, you need a license. You've got to get 
like uh, test with Chicago or whatever municipality, but there is no state license for it. So I can go downstate. I don't need to know squat that's, about it. I think that's what's frustrating is there's no rhyme or reason to what is licensed and what isn't. Hey, Freshmeat, who else do we have on there? Who's on two? Uh, we got uh, Jeff from Nachi. He's okay. commenting on what the other caller is talking Oh, about. he wants to talk to Al. Okay. Hey, Jeff, you're on with Al. Well, that's because he said he needs to de-license <laughs> home inspectors. <laughs> right. Hey, Al. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay, let's see if we can Hello. make this go. All right, go, Jeff. All right, just so, just so Al knows, our licensing restricts us from doing anything in plumbing except to describe the type of plumbing there. We okay. are, not, we are well, not allowed well, to inspect well, any plumbing in the house. Okay, so you only well, advise. You, I, well, I just want to say you know that a saddle tap is illegal in the state of Illinois, and you often uh, run right past a, sta- a saddle tap on the water. No, no, no. They would. They would. Oh, see, that's where you get confused because no. a home inspection sure, yes. is to do you know nothing what? more I know, than to I know point that out personally, but guess what's what? there. I can't write that up. You can't write that up. Why? Why? Why, Jeff? Because it's code. Oh, we're not code inspectors. Ah, so you can't even call well, it out. You be licensed. <laughs> Sounds like we need to get. Question. We weren't the one. I'm not. The, I'm not the one to put the thing in the state of Illinois uh, uh, licensing act that says we can't write anything up. But we cannot. We cannot inspect plumbing. We legally cannot inspect plumbing and call out anything that's wrong with it. All we're able to do is inspect and describe. And tell you whether it's galvanized copper, PVC, whatever. That's all we're allowed to do. So, Jeff, actually, you need to call Al and have Al come out and do the inspection for the plumbing. Then it sounds like <laughs> that's a whole other thing, <laughs> and, that, and they <laughs> wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing I do with stuff like that is I just say a licensed plumber should review the installation of this plumbing. Okay, uh, so that's all I can say. If yeah, I'm a homeowner, which I am, I'm expecting my home inspection to tell me if the plumbing is good or not. Yep. Exactly. Well, we're going to tell you whether it's good or not, but we have to leave it up to a licensed plumber to come out and check it out. And that's where the plumbers come up and say, what the heck are you talking about? So you right. can't tell no. me if it's good or not. Right. And the same no, thing no, no. happens so with the what le- they do. Go ahead. You know, the Go way ahead. I put it, and Jeff, don't take, don't, no, no offense to any of this, but home inspections are there to review the systems in the home and to tell you whether or not they are adequate to perform what they're intended to do and possibly what the expected life is. They're not Absolutely there, like you right. said. They're not quality control. They're not. They're inspecting the home to give you some idea of its longevity and do the systems work the way they were intended to work. So a saddle valve may be illegal, but your ice maker's working. Why? Because it's connected to the water. <laughs> Technically, it might be an illegal connection yeah. under Illinois plumbing code. So, but it's functional. So I need to go back to all the HVAC contractors that install all these saddle valves on humidifiers <laughs> and aptics right. and installs all these saddle valves on ice makers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, Elliot's turn. Go. Oh no, no. This is good. what this is an awesome. <laughs> this is an awesome conversation. And wouldn't it be great if they had this in Springfield? Yeah. When they were coming up with the codes, um, or wherever they're coming up with yeah. the codes, or or when they're determining the requirements that should be involved but in they licensing. do they put everything out for public comment before like federal law goes out for public comment before it goes to the federal registry is the problem is people don't pay attention and don't comment right. then when it gets passed or jammed down their throat they're all of a sudden like well that's just wrong it's like well you had your opportunity you just didn't <laughs> use it well that's part of it too and, it, is. Yeah. it is and and uh hey jeff and al i appreciate you guys and, Thanks, guys. Uh, and, and making the comments here we're we got about a minute left so uh i appreciate it Thank all you. right 
<clears throat> Thank you, guys. Okay. All right, and then uh, both of you guys can contact Elliot at the SBAC. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and both can get this uh, rolling in the right direction then. Yes, sir. All right, thanks. Thanks, Al. All right, excellent. There we go. Cool. So, there, I mean, there is a perfect example of what the SBAC is all about, I think. Uh, it's about engagement. It's about it's about knowledge, engagement, making things better, passing legislation. When issues are brought to us, all of our best issues yep. have been brought to us by members yep. uh, who have said, this really doesn't make any sense. This is hurting my business. Will the SBAC do something about it? And, and yeah. And, and I had one question. What's a saddle valve? Come on, Elliot. Ron, why, why, you know, I see a bunch of cleaning, oh, cleaning solutions up you here. Put, you why put them on a spot like that? Uh, Rich, it isn't even, like, I'm not even going to get on my phone and try to Google it. We all knew the answer to that question before Ron even asked it. Oh, uh, okay. what a... But, I love That's it. just I, mean, Ron. I just, I love Elliot. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you could have said, which way do you turn a light bulb? And I right. would have had a 50-50 chance. There you go. Um, but anything over that, I mean, you're just. Elliot, great guy. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, S-P-A-C-I-L.org for more information. We'll be back with Clutter Clarity right after this. You are listening to Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. You gotta build fast. Cement drawing! Alright, let's see. Oh, English side ruined. Must use French instructions. Le Grill! What the hell is that? It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. Podcasts and previous shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Uh, you can join us on Patreon. Go to Patreon.com slash MightyHouse, and you'll have a chance to win Klein Tools. This month, we are giving away the uh, Klein Tool of the Month is a uh, Klein Tool duffel bag. Backpack duffel bag. Duffel bag. Duffel bag. I know, backpack is stuck in my head. Yep. And you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And if somebody wanted to the, uh, get a hold of the newsletter, Rich, and find out what, where Elliot's information's at, how can they do that? You go to MightyHouse.net. Go to the Contact Us page. Just put in your first, last name, your email address. Scroll on down towards the bottom and click on Boom Done. And yes, you would have the link, a direct link to Elliot at the SBAC. That's right. And for everybody. And our new sponsor as well, our $99 yeah. closing lawyer today. I would our have a new sponsor today. What? Yeah, uh, go ahead. $99 closings. That's what? right. Yeah, $99. He'll, he got your, you're selling your home? $99. He'll close. Come on. Yeah. He's coming in next week to talk about How it. can that be? I know. I, I told Well, you'll have to ask next week, but he started sponsoring our show today. Yep. He's a new, so we want to thank our new sponsor and welcome him. And I'm Chuck Saragusa. Going stupid. to a thank close. Thank you, because yes. dummy me. You're there for the hours. Huh? You're at a close for hours. Yeah. No, just as long as it takes to sign your name. That's it. Multiple times. That's it. Chuck Saragusa. $99 closing. I just, had, I just had one. It was funny. They made me sign the, you know, the, the. AKA. Yeah. I had to sign my name, Rich Cowgill, Rich T. Cowgill, Richard Cowgill, Richard T. Cowgill, Rick Cowgill. I actually had to sign my name like 12 times on this piece of paper. Really? Yeah, because it would be the same thing. Because I don't sign my name the, 
I don't sign my name the same all the time. Oh, oh, nice. So they literally had me do that. I was like, really? I've never had to do that before. Wow. I have to provide a birth certificate and a marriage license to a company because Don did some banking and he put Robbie instead of Roberta. I'm like, uh-huh. really? Now I have to find all this stuff yep. and send it in. So they it, accepted yeah, no, it. I, it's, it's so funny how you go through life doing stuff. Like my parents did that. Like, you know, it's Richard, yep. Edward. Robert and Cynthia, but that's not how we grew up. We grew up Eddie, Cindy, Ricky, Bobby, uh-huh. <laughs> Ricky, Bobby, Ricky, Bobby. Yep. <laughs> so you grow up that way, but you can't do anything like that because sure. that's not who you technically are. Right, right. And for everybody calling in right now, uh, you can give us a call next hour. Also, we got the clutter clarity coming up. Here. Oh, clutter clarity. I'm my bad. Yeah. Cool. So that's all right. Yeah. I'm um, just going to read you guys a story. Um. So give us a Ooh, call. I like stories. Eight seven 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 one one five six one one, and we'll get to your calls next hour. And uh, you can follow us on the Facebook. Some stations drop off in this next hour, so uh, we the third hour will be going on on the Facebook. If you can't reach us on the local stations here, so. Uh, let's see. You ready? Are you, I'm ready. The, you know what? I think Clutter Clarity is powered by Mr. Floor. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure about that. Mm-hmm. And again, I will not be singing again today. With this voice, it's uh, not too good. Well, I'm not coming back to you start singing again. <laughs> Do you have a disarrangement disorder? Can't seem to get that jumbled hodgepodge pile of chaos in one place? Maybe it's time for a little disorder. A little time for eradication, evacuation, liquidation, and purgification. Here's Robbie with a tip on how to put some neatness into your disorder. This is Clutter Clarity on Mighty House. Oh, here, Trixie's going to sing. No. Lord, help me get away. I like that, Andrew. Because <laughs> only you can save me now from this misery it's too high in the beginning i don't like the beginning i need ron for that see like this part right there my own place and i'm getting weary how far is heaven and i say i don't like that part need i need a new song i don't like this song anymore okay thank you oh nice Okay, I'm going right. to go what right I, into it. Oh, what I can you. tell you is Clutter Clarity is powered by Mr. Floor. Mr. Floor cleaning products are all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. Interesting little article in the Chicago Tribune this week. And so yes. I'm going to go uh, a little bit different than I usually do. And I'm going to read you this article. Um, it was like a first-person story, and the title is, As Millennials Reject Family Treasures, Baby Boomers Start to Ask, I saw that. What do we do with all this stuff? What do we do with all your junk? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And put so, it on eBay. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is kind of go through it kind of fast. Okay, go. Um, a woman was talking about, you know, she goes to Goodwill, and she sees all this stuff, and she has something that was handed down from her mother, and she absolutely loves it. She and her sister actually made this gift, uh, bought it for the mom, made it when they were in college, and now she owns this gift. And so she's saying, because I knew how much she appreciated our gift and because she had found such a creative way to make it her own, I gratefully accepted this art piece from mom's death in 2001. Although the wall where it now hangs is hardly as prominent, I love the 80s-style bathroom, not just because of the deep blue Mexican tile work, because of the warmth I feel when I go in there and I see... My mom's um, artwork. 
Now here's where kids and thrift stores come into play. No doubt like you, I've been reading a lot about the need for baby boomers to begin downsizing so the next generation won't be left to deal with all our possessions that over the years somehow morph from treasures into junk. And this is what I've been telling people. And maybe I thought by reading another person's story uh-huh. that it would get through. Um, <clears throat> I've been reading about how those Gen Xers and millennials are shunning our would-be hand-me-downs, telling mom and dad or grandma and grandpa they don't want the brown dining room table and hutch or those delicate sets of china or the sterling silver candle holders or all the other items we gladly accepted from previous generations with the intent of passing them along. Gen Xers and millennials do not want those things. Auctioneers, appraisers, junk haulers, moving companies all seem to be echoing the same thing. The market is flooded with baby boomer rejects. And they cite a number of reasons our kids are turning down the possessions we so generously offer to them. They rent rather than own. Yep. They live in smaller spaces. They collect more digital than physical items. And they they tend to put their money toward experiences rather than things. They're they're going places. They are. They're traveling. They're doing things versus... So this well, no, they put their phone in that little headset and they sit there like that. <laughs> so this woman's wondering what's going to happen when her own walls come tumbling down. And it's hardly just this one item she worries about because her home contains a moving truck full of similar treasures, stuffed junk, including dusty stamp collections, furniture from the old country, formal dishes and silverware also from her mom, and lovely oil painted paintings created by relatives her kids have never met. She says she takes comfort in knowing she's not alone. Another family in Yorkville, the couple can't get any vehicles into their car because it's filled with so much stuff that she assumed her kids would want. Yeah, the garage is filled with so much stuff. She assumed her kids would want, and they don't. And she says, too, it's not just the possessions, but it's precious items that were passed down from the mother after her death nine years ago. At the time they were packing to move, This woman is 62. She asked her kids what they wanted. They turned down pretty much everything, including a Pennsylvania Dutch rocking chair that was handmade by their great-grandfather, and she eventually gave it to a nephew's girlfriend rather than putting it out on the street. Mm -hmm. Her kids rejected three sets of formal dinner, including Haviland China, vast collections of Yadro figurines, Department 56 Christmas villages, as well as 3,000 Beanie Babies, boxes of soccer awards. How, how many Beanie Babies do you find? <clears throat> well, you know what? a collection thing, but you had to be into it. I, mean, I don't not so much. find that many in homes now. Where I find them is at the rummage sales that I volunteer at. Oh. Yes, I have a sickness. I volunteer <laughs> at rummage sales. Um only one of her treasures was taken, which were her Hallmark Frosty Friends ornaments, because her son knew how much they're worth. So basically, I'm going to say that everybody's going through it. It's very difficult to sell things right now and to give them as hanging downs, and we have to think of other things to do with these items. This Thank you very is much. Mighty House. Mighty House will return. 